The Pink Floyd Fellas, featuring your fellas Pete and PJ, leading you through the journey of the world's most popular progenitors of progressive psychedelic rock. All right, Pink get Floyd. out of here, AI scammer one, because. <sighs> Pete, do you feel that in the air? I I do. I feel it in my in the air, in my bones, and in my butthole. That's we're at a, we're exactly at where I'm feeling it from. Baby. Welcome to... Well, now it Welcome. feels weird that there's no music. Um, mm, okay, do some music. Okay. Just go play any of them. Okay, sure, yeah. Everyone's... You know the song that the song that starts playing every time you plug your iPod into the cassette tape adapter of your Honda Civic? Exactly. <laughs> um... God damn! I've heard a punk. I've heard a punk more times, times in that context than I have on purpose, and I really like that song. But I think I was done listening to it probably a decade ago, and then I've heard it so many more times since then. Yeah, truly it's terrible. Here. I wonder if that's still the a the top song in my. Mine music. definitely is. That's why I clicked on it because it's um, the a dash. So it'd be really hard to, to have. A yeah, one. unless you did like a dash dash right. Well, that was a thing that some people did where they would do like a dot, 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 dot song that was just silence or, or an get... a, a bunch of A's and they would like just have a silent five minutes. So then they didn't have that happen every time. Yeah, mine is still a punk. Honestly, I wonder why a dash punk is before AKA idiot by the hives, which is a dot K. So how did they, why did they hmm. decide Dash was before, Do, I guess, D-A before D-O? Yeah. Yeah. You know, 100 episodes in, we're figuring this kind of stuff out. And, oh, and then A slash B Machines by Sleigh Bells. So there's ne the I'm next two in mine are A period M period 180 by the band Granddaddy. And then ABC123 by Jackson 5. Virtue. Is this what you had going? Didn't yeah. Catch that. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah, so the top one for me is A, B, Machines. Which, so slash after dot after dash. I guess that makes sense. That That is a lot of punctuation right in a row. Yeah. Mine's A, Punk, and then A, period, M, period, 180 by Granddaddy. Okay. And then A, B, C, 1, 2, 3. So I don't have as much to draw from. You seem to have a lot of punctual songs. Does the song A, B, C have the dots? No, it does not. Oh, okay, okay. I was I was thinking it didn't. Yeah, I have I have five punctuations to start my A's. A, punk, A, K, idiot. A, M, 
by Whitney, um, mm. AB Machines, and then ASAP Forever and ASAP Rocky Song. So A dollar sign, which that should be after uh, A Punk because D O L before D O T. What's going on? Who the Apple? fuck knows? Yeah, get at us, Apple. I know that your priority right now is the non is the offline version of the music app on the <laughs> on the phones and computers. So, um, do you let's, think? Uh, let's really break this down. We could get a librarian in here, and they could tell us how they alphabetize everything. Yeah, let me. And then they would explain then, the Dewey Decimal System, which I've never understood. Um. Let's see, how to alphabetize with punctuation. And then there's always the age-old thing of do number, like, songs or names go at the end or beginning? iTunes says the end, so I go by the end. Yeah, that's what I always did, but some people do beginning, which is fine. I have far more number songs than I have punctuated songs. There we go, Socratic.org. Who knows what this is? How do you put punctuation in alphabetical order? This... The first reply is that it's in alphabetical order of, like, if you spell out the name of the punctuation. So an ampersand would maybe be first. Exactly. So in this context, dash is first, of course. Oh, and then period, but then dollar sign. It's not on here, but but period or dot. So, yeah, so dollar sign. You know what? Apple fucked up. We should write up. You know what, Tim? All right. Let's, let's get this Tim going. About this. Dear... Mr. Tim, we have concerning news for you. You are a bad man, as it turns out. Yeah, very bad man. Please talk to us about your punctuation and how it's alphabetized, or we're going to go public on Reddit. Wow. Yeah, or face the wrath. We will blast your ass so hard you will think you fell down a waterfall. Love. That's good. PJ and Pete, a.k.a. the Beach Boys Boys, a.k.a. the Rolling Stone Studs, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. the 27 Club Fan Club, a.k.a. the Pink Floyd the, Fellas. The Pink Floyd Fellas, yeah. Thank you very much. It's our 100th episode. Please send us a congratulatory cake. I love you. Goodbye. Perfect. Perfect. You know what I did to celebrate PJs? I went um, to the bank mm-hmm. and I decided I need, I'm going to go get a sweet hundred uh, out of my bank account in one so then I could, you know, throw it. I, like. <laughs> so celebratory. Is that because it's our hundredth episode? Yeah. You, oh, okay. oh, you mentioned Sorry. it again. <laughs> And so, so I could like throw it in the air and then jump onto my bed or something. And, um, well, it turned out I didn't really have a hundred dollars. So I asked what the most, what I could get a hundred of. And so they said, Hey pennies. I was, yeah, I was about like jumping onto a bed of, of a hundred pennies. Not that nice, especially they were all dirty and old ones. Like they weren't even yeah. nice. They didn't give ones, you those so. sweet brand new ones. Yeah. Those totally worthless brand new pennies. Yeah. Um, I really, so the last time I saw $100 in ones was at your bachelor party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's right. I forgot about that. Or just, I forgot that we did that like all at once. Did we do that all at once? Yeah, because we divided it up. Yeah. You know, I said that, and then I remembered that was a real thing we did. I did it as a goof, and then I was like, <laughs> no, that was a real thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cliche, but it happened. So It was not neither of our plan. Let's say this. It was a guest of the show who we won't name. We, no, won't, we won't blast their them. blast their ass. Um, and you've never seen two more awkward people than Peter and I in a strip club. It was truly horrifying. I got to say, PJ, I didn't see it that way. You seemed to know to some degree what you were doing. No. I, I had no idea. You knew at least that you were supposed to throw the ones on the stage while they were dancing. I didn't quite get that part. I thought you were supposed to hold on to them, like mm-hmm. in a in a big pile in, a in big, your fist. Yeah, fist. Like you're Scrooge McDuck or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. I did also just come with my gun that then... shoots ones out. So, oh, yeah. And my t-shirt that said I Heart Strip Clubs, but I'd never been in one before. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. You know what I love? I live in a town, Foggy Old Portland town, with a lot of strip clubs. And yeah. the area of town that I live in is like kind of near this industrial area where there's a ton of strip clubs, uh, which I guess makes sense. Um, but I just yeah. love that almost all of them are open at like, 7 a.m. and there are literally always cars in the parking lot yeah i don't think i've ever seen no cars in the parking lot at a strip club because i'm i'm not up from you know three to seven or whenever they're actually closed yeah but yeah they all they all serve breakfast man (laughs) it's very strange do you you think it's got to be a good breakfast or a bad breakfast I, i i all of the food has to be bad i think there's no way it's good because isn't I, I love the idea of somebody going to a strip club for the express purpose of them having like a great breakfast. Yeah, that feels like that's happened in like some indie movie. Oh, where like Parks there's and an Rec. awkward character. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I know that has to have happened. Basically, this is like when it's we too funny came up with an idea that was already a thing. Mm, we like this podcast. <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> hundred episodes, by the way. Of this podcast. Beautiful. Makes me feel so, like, I, you know, it's so nice. It's like I'm being announced every time. Yeah. It's really. It's quite the fanfare. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you want to use that sound, it's called fanfare trumpet announcement (laughs) sound effect. That's right. Well, as Peter and I have mentioned, it is our 100th episode. We were wrong um, the last time. Yeah, I we, wish they would stop playing it. We counted wrong last time. But in our defense, we didn't know that the podcast app just told you how many episodes there were. And also in our defense, I got confused because I was counting episodes that hadn't come out yet. Yes. Like twice somehow. We, I was like counting We were counting double. episodes that hadn't come out yet, and then we forgot that we had a lost episode. Right. There was a um, lot going on. So oh, this yeah. is so actually the lost episode. We were correct. That was the problem. That was the only problem. Yeah. Is that I forgot that we skipped. We just fully exactly. skipped. That we would have been correct if we hadn't have talked about or like if we didn't skip an episode, but we forgot right. that we did that. I believe the last episode was dirty work, by the way. And you know what? From what I remember, it was pretty good. We liked it. It a wasn't decent like amount. the best. Oh, not the album. I'm saying the episode. <laughs> No, that's what I'm was, talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, we I don't liked, think it was like, one of the best episodes we was, ever did, but it wasn't the worst. Did I delete my? Was it my fault? No, I deleted mine. It's, oh, okay. I exited out of Audacity. Mm-hmm. For some reason, oh, I hit right. the X without saving first, 
And then it popped up the window of, are you really sure you want to do this? And I just immediately hit yes without thinking at all. I went, yeah, yeah duh, idiot. The episode that I deleted, it was seconds I went after back we in and re-recorded all of my dialogue. Yeah. Man, I wish we somehow could have done that, but for for that one. That hurt, man. That hurt. It did. So, yes. Um, what We've we got some fun stuff. We're, we're talking about how it's our 100th episode. It is our 100th episode. And how we um, have just a lot of fun activities planned for today. We do, yeah. It's kind of like... Um, that like day in junior high where for some reason you like get a weird pizza day and like a half mm-hmm. day off to just like go run around. Yeah. But I don't remember why. Like, I feel like you kind of had to earn it somehow, but I don't remember what you had to do as like I feel, a class. In my mind, they did it on a day that we would otherwise be like impressionable, like 420 or something where they're like, <laughs> we'll keep them at school and give them a pizza party so they don't go smoke pot or something, you know, something like that. I feel like it was to... Maybe a year, uh, you know, sketchy uh, south of the tracks middle school, but at mine, I don't think people even knew what 420 was, to be honest. Well, yeah, so you guys were losers? Yeah, we were losers, but we also got good grades, PJ, and got into good colleges, so. I mean, did I end up going to the same college college as you? Yes. Yeah, we also not only went to the the same college, we went to the same high school. We're talking middle school, buddy. I know. Also, there were no better high schools in the town we went to. There was no, like, high school for smart people. They were all the high school for smart people and dumb people. They were all the high school for troubled kids because that was just our town. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, most podcasts, 100 episodes would, what, take about, like, two years and change. Like, let's yeah. say conservatively, you know, maybe they take a little break on holidays or something. So conservatively, like two, two and, and a half, half years at most. Uh, we have been doing this podcast for, I believe, we're a month shy of five years. <laughs> That's <laughs> to get very to funny. Yeah, which we've both gotten engaged since then. One of us married. We both gotten engaged. We were close to both of us getting married. PJ to his brother, which is strange, but um, shit happens, dog. Yeah, shit happens. Um, we both moved twice. <laughs> <laughs> to different states the, yeah to different states uh and you know what it's also you know pj i would say in the last five years this show has significantly changed the way that i listen to music and my listening habits do you think mm-hmm. it's affected you yeah i think it has um you know i feel like i used to genuinely like be able to listen to an album and then not critique the album as a whole right and yeah. now i feel like if i listen to an album and i like half the songs i'm still like well, i mean like as an album it wasn't really that good <laughs> with that yeah. but then i'll still listen to the songs off of it but it is that like initial thought of like this doesn't flow well as an album which yeah. is very true of most music being made right now yeah. um i would say that not a lot flows well as an album yeah. So, uh, it has. Ch- I feel like, yeah, I enjoy it less. <laughs> I enjoy music, music less as a <laughs> That's whole. Fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been really good though. Yeah. I just, um, I listen to music a decent amount, not as much as I used to, unfortunately, which I think mm-hmm. we've talked about on the show before. But, but the main thing that this has changed is that just whenever we're doing a show, um, 
the out like it especially if we're going weekly with pink floyd fellows we've been pretty inconsistent so this hasn't quite happened but like with all of our other shows when we were going week to week it just like completely takes over my music listening for a good six months where it's like a good like 85 percent of what i listen to is the show music yeah especially if we're in eras where it's really good music and so i just keep listening to the same stuff not quite um, there for Floyd yet, but no, not quite, not quite. Or one episode, yeah. uh, two, two episodes into their good stuff, um, and so, so that's weird. Like I, you know, I used to, I think, listen to a lot more variety, um, so, and then also, it's kind of strange. It definitely, I, I've always been an oldies guy for sure, but since doing this show. I think it has sunk me like deeper into really, really just only wanting to listen to old music, basically music from the sixties and seventies. Um, and like seeking a lot more artists out that I haven't really listened to before from those eras rather like I still keep up with new music a decent amount or I try, but I definitely, Mm. I think before we started the show, like the previous five years, I probably, it was like a 70, 30, 70% being new music that I listened to. And now it's probably flipped. So, hmm. yeah. I don't know that I've changed that much in that regard. I don't know that I listen to older music now. I've always listened to older music, just in general. There's some new music that I'll like get interested in, but only if it's like, I know it's going to be good, which is really not a great way to listen to music. <laughs> I'm also not a DJ anymore. So mm. I just, I feel like when I was a DJ and we were doing this show... I had a really good um, mix of like listening to old music and new music so that I could play whatever I wanted on the on the show. And now that I'm not a DJ, it's basically just like I'm not discovering new music, which is kind of a bummer. But I don't know yeah. that that's because of this show. I will say it does in the regard of like what music I'm listening to. It fucks up my daily playlists and um, – discover weekly so bad every time where i'm like i actually don't want to listen to like nine hours of the doors thank you though right um yeah yeah as a dedicated spotify user that that has to be tough yeah i mean and if it's a good album or i already have it like i had like a lot of the no i haven't had a lot of any of the music on my itunes i haven't had a lot much of this music on my itunes yeah um but if I know it's going to be a good album, like I already had Pet Sounds and like I downloaded some some albums that I genuinely liked um, from all of the bins we talked about yeah. um, and put them on iTunes. But like, you know, I didn't put any of the Pigpen McKernan songs <laughs> on my iTunes, you know, like no. um, Amy Winehouse, that was a Spotify listen, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's interesting how much it has fucked up my discover weekly like yeah it's sometimes unlistenable when we're in the depths of this show yeah yeah that's fair um yeah but overall i i really enjoy it i think just generally my favorite way to listen to music is kind of like this like getting really into uh kind of a, a genre or artist or whatever and listening to everything um although whenever i do it outside of the show it's never in order i never go in order 
which mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, I actually almost always avoid the first album because I figure it's going to be weird and different, like, kind yeah. of. Unless it's supposed to be their best, then I'll listen to the first one. But um, It's kind of like how recently with basketball, I was kind of, you know, in the last several years, I've just been, like, watching basketball as a whole. But now yeah. I'm a dedicated Philadelphia 76ers fan, um, right. which they are beating the Washington Wizards by 21 points right now in the fourth they be- quarter. They better be. Yeah. It's it's one twenty to one forty one. So like high high wow. scoring game on both sides. I mean, yeah, um, when you play really bad teams, you do kind of just like, why would we bother with defense today? True. <laughs> so, <laughs> we know we can outscore them. So, um, but it, it's like yeah, like when you have something when you're listening so intentionally, it really changes for me because there are. I mean. I think there are a lot of Beach Boys albums that I would like maybe hear stuff off of and not give the time of day, like Sunflower. Right. But I love that album. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I uh, I don't know. I think it's been really great. That's good to I've hear. enjoyed our experience together, Pete. Yeah. Me too, PJ. I also would say um, just one of the things you said I agree with where it has made me a little more critical, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about a little more later. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely, yeah, it makes me, like, a little bit harsher on stuff, even if I really love it. Because I'll be like, is this really that good? No, there's a couple songs that I don't love or something, you know, like. Yeah. Um, so. It anyway. also has me kind of in search of, like, a perfect out. Al- like, I think there's a lot of perfect albums. Yeah. But it, like, consistently has me, like, searching for albums that I think are perfect. So. Yeah. Or even, like artists that are consistent because like obviously none of the artists we've gone through are consistent at all um except if it's like Jimi hendrix or you know the 27 club people who only released a couple three albums um but you know because over like 20 30 years you're not going to be consistent obviously but um it's like yeah the most frustrating for thing for me in the world when i'm into let's say a new artist and i really love their first album or their second album and then their new one comes out and it's just nothing like yeah. it doesn't catch me at all yeah that, which but, has happened with like like a couple years ago i got i like kind of got into listening to some more new music discovered like a handful of newer artists and then like they all released new albums in the last couple of years and i was so excited and there were like five or six artists that it's just like no i don't yeah i don't like your new album at all so i'm just gonna keep listening to the one old one i have but there's yeah that happened to me recently with one of my favorite artists where they put out an album and it was a big no not i mean oh yeah you like that one you said or i thought it was fine the newest one is like okay it's not a bad album it's not like as good as any of the other ones but right Okay. Um, Josh Ritter put out a new album this oh, year okay. and it is not very good. Um, yeah. And like, there's been some stuff on like the other albums that I'll enjoy and I'll listen to at least some songs over and over again. This one, I'm like, not. There's yeah. one song that's phenomenal that I sent to you, actually. It's very <laughs> oh, yeah. George Harrison. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, but then, like, the rest of the album is just like a big nothing burger. It's. Yeah. 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 What's the name of the song? Just so we're not leaving the listener out in case they want to hear it. For your soul. Uh, for? Yeah. Yeah, okay. For some reason, I thought you said, like, bored your soul or something. I don't know. Yeah. Couldn't understand. Um, it's a really good song. Like, it is a good maybe song. my favorite song that came out this year, last year, whenever it came out. Yeah. Really good I song. I feel like that happens so often. Yeah. Where I'll hear, I'll, like, 
find some random song by one, by someone, fantastic. And then you try and listen to a whole album and it's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing good. Yeah. That's that's one of the most frustrating things. It's more frustrating to me with old artists, especially when you start getting back into like the 50s and 60s when albums were not albums. Nobody cared about albums. They just cared about and singles. And so like it's really hard to get into certain artists because they just don't have an actual album to listen to. So you're like, I guess just the greatest hits is the way to go. There's yeah, but it's and just kind of weird. I went on a big tirade when Paul was on the show one time about yeah. how greatest hits are dumb. And yeah. like it's I think it's a terrible way Sometimes they're the only way. Like Sometimes Otis it's the only Redding, way. for example, yeah. is that's a good fantastic. Example. One of the, Otis, like, probably the best soul singer of all time, and his greatest hits is amazing. And then like it's I the got one. all his albums at some point because I was like, you know, listen to the greatest hits a ton. I'm ready for yeah. more. And there's not a lot of you know buried treasure no. on those and, albums. And that's like the yeah, because it's mostly like genre specific stuff from like the late 50s early 60s that's not rock yes. so it's like motown stuff yeah you have to get a greatest hits country stuff like patsy klein yeah you can't yes. listen to a patsy klein album it's not good yeah nor did she like put out that many albums it was all singles so like right. her greatest hits is like the definitive right yeah. and i think i went on a big tirade about them when paul was on the show but i think they are necessary a lot of the time with with yeah. non-rock influenced yeah. music um and so I apologize to Paul. I apologize to listeners. Sometimes greatest hits are fine. I will say it's crazy it, to me that a lot of people say that Eagle, the Eagles, uh, their best album is the greatest hits because that does not count as an album. It doesn't. No, greatest hits never counts as an album. People say that though. It, when it's ranked, it's always like the yeah. best album is Eagles' greatest hits. No it's shit. like no, it's not. It's not an album. And also, no duh. Even if it was, yeah. like of fucking course, it's his greatest. In the All you're doing name. is taking yeah. the best songs off the other ones. Like yeah. anyway, um, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. It doesn't matter. Okay. God damn it! What were you saying before Eagles? Do you remember? I was talking about Patsy Cline and Sam. Not Sam oh, Cook. I remember what I was gonna say. I, I think I think there's some rock stuff, especially early like early mid '60s rock. Like before Elvis, rock I think was fully formed that there's he, some he, good greatest yeah. like some necessary greatest hits. Elvis is a necessary one. That's rock. Yeah. Even um, a little later, like people like uh, people will hate me for saying this, but probably because these both these bands have kind of avid followings. But I think like the Monkees and Zombies probably. Are That's ones fair. where it's like you can yeah. get away with the greatest hits. You don't like you Monkeys could you could listen kind of to like case though. Yeah, true. But like the zombies, it's like you could probably get Odyssey and Oracle, but otherwise you probably don't need to be digging super deep mm-hmm. unless you're, you know, a super fan. Yeah, but. I mean, yeah, there's some still stuff kind of the crossover era where some of those albums are just. I terrible. guess the animals probably. Yeah, they've exactly. got some great albums though. Anyway, yeah. I I think I made a blanket statement. Especially considering the first album I had by the Beatles was one. So Oh yeah. No, that's how you start. Uh, which which is it was, fine. was a really good way to get into it. It was chronological. It was all their like greatest stuff. So Yeah. It is. That's how I got into the Beach Boys. That's what led us here, PJ, was the Beach Boys Sounds of Summer from like two thousand four or something that came out. Yeah. And it's a good great it's a pretty good greatest hits. Uh I actually my don't dad's really favorite. know the track listing, but true. I liked it when I was a kid. Um. Yeah, Elvis is a funny one for you to say because that's still the only full Elvis like album or something I've heard. Yeah, I mean, the albums are not very great from Elvis. There, I mean, most of his stuff is either 
like a compilation, like greatest hits from these years or like live albums, which also don't really count. Yeah. True. Yeah. Although that one, there's one live album from his latter era that's supposed to be really good. Right. Like from his TV special live from uh, Hawaii. Yeah. Aloha from Hawaii or something. Yeah. I have it. It's really good. Um, also, my GarageBand just asked me again if I wanted to use Microsoft Teams audio, and I was freaking out, but thankfully, I hit the right buttons this time. Good. Apparently, I do have Microsoft Teams. Why? Delete. Can I delete it? Anyway. Um, I think I just have, like, the Microsoft suite, and they host <sighs> Teams such on horseshit. Teams is dumb. Nobody likes Teams. I mean, I don't know. It's fine for my job, but I don't want it on my regular computer. Um... Anyway, speaking of best ofs and greatest hits, PJ, do you want to talk about some of our favorite episodes of the Beach Boys Boys, the Rolling Stone Studs, the 27 Club, not the Pink Floyd Fellas? Yeah, we didn't have any of those. I don't, I don't know. We're, we're too close. We've to given it. up. So it, To be um, fair, I mean, it has been like three months since an, an episode came out, but <laughs> yeah, we, so, have, we yeah. do have some distance. But Yeah, Peter uh, compiled some of his favorite moments uh, yeah. from... From our podcast, which is... Yeah, so this is just a little smattering. If people are newer, don't know really how that would be possible. I mean, I guess if you just started listening with the Pink Floyd fellas. Let's say there's probably... Okay, there might be one person who listens to our show that this applies to. So for this one person, this is why we're doing this segment. Which is if you're a newer listener and somehow you like our brand of podcasting and are not just listening because we're like the only people talking about Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um... These are a few episodes you could go back and listen to that are guaranteed good ones because they're they're not all guaranteed. We don't make a guarantee that they're good on this show. And we never have, and we never will. We never will. At 200 episodes, nope. Nope. No guarantee. 300 episodes, no guarantee. We'll see. 400 There's, episodes? We found four in the 100 we've done. So No guarantee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I came up with four, guys, so that should tell you a lot. Uh, no, mostly, honestly, mostly, it's very hard to remember what happens in what episode like i can remember things that i we did that were funny but yeah. i have no idea what when you've done a hundred of them it's like yeah they're they're especially over jokes five I years remember. like i can't remember yeah. that far back there's like female traveling wilburys i don't know what episode that is but that's oh, some man. of the funniest stuff we've done we should we should add that that's in the rolling stone studs and i forget which one. Oh well no just go find female traveling Wilbur. The female traveling Wilbur. We'll just do it now. The female traveling Wilburys. <laughs> the traveling Wilburys became a recurring topic of conversation on this show. I don't know why. For some reason, the Rolling Stones. They came up probably a good dozen a lot. episodes. Yeah, in a row. probably every episode. Yeah. Um, female traveling Wilburys, which were formed and it was a phenomenal band. Yes. Let's go through uh, on vocals. See. No, Kim no. Cards. I think we start on drums. Meg White on, on drums. <laughs> Meg White on drums. White. Guitar. Um, Saint Vincent. Yeah, Saint Vincent on guitar. Let's see. Uh, Bass? Uh, Kim, Kim Gordon. Gordon. Yes, thank you. I almost forgot. Vocals? Kim Carnes. Kim Carnes, that's right. I almost said Kim Cattrall. <laughs> it, it could be. She'd be you scatting know on it. Kim Cattrall, backing vocals, and tambourine. Yeah. <laughs> she can She's scat the Roy all Orbison. day long. Didn't have, you, she, have you seen the scatting episode, or her scatting with her husband? Yes, I have. Well, I've heard it's, the video played on a different podcast. God, it's because they talk so about it funny. On some other shows. It's yeah. so not good. Um, yeah, she can be the Roy Orbison where she was there for the first album, and then they kicked her, and out. and then died. Yeah, but, I mean, she didn't. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so we'll just go in order. So the Beach Boys Boys, episode 10. Smiley uh, Smile. Smiley, yeah, covering the album Smiley Smile. We'd already, you know, even at 10 episodes in, we'd already crossed, we'd already reached the peak of, I think, all albums we will ever listen to, which is Pet Sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and also had maybe the worst episode ever when jake was drunk and watching baseball on his phone while we tried to discuss worst episode best episode (laughs) if you ask me um he also kept trying to tell us about his favorite porn video oh did we actually talk about that no we kept talking over him (laughs) all right so it's the smiley smile episode uh and it's the first appearance of a a famous little character who we've come to know yeah it's Talkbox PJ. Oh, I was going to say, let's just let it ride. Let's just play it uh, for okay. him. We don't well, have to... New listeners might not know. He hasn't been on the Pink Floyd fellas, right? No? No, I don't I, think he... I'm pretty sure no. Yeah. Let's see. So, I think this whole episode is good, mostly just because we disagreed so much on Smiley Smile. And then I loved the remastered stuff. Dom, 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 Listen to those lips and tongues. Moistly smacking. Put on your baggies and maraches too. It's the Beach Boys Boys, the world's number one podcast about the world's preeminent surf rock group. Hosted by your boys. I'm Pete. And mine. Hey, I still don't know what to say. Funny. <laughs> Do I need to turn off the backing music for you? Talkbox PJ? God damn, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's, I, I'm so surprised to see you today, Talkbox PJ. I didn't know you were in town. I guess. That's what's up, bitches. <laughs> that's what's up, bitches? Yeah. <laughs> Not really an answer to the question. Are you a Beach Boys exactly. fan? That's, that's probably really, I I've never thought of Talkbox PJ as a Beach Boys fan. I love anything and nothing to do with Talkbox or the Beach Boys, yeah, baby. It's unintelligible. I can only pick up like every third word you say, Talk about Street. It's really hard to understand. Well, you like anything? Listening a little bit better. That was a little bit better. You like anything to do with the Beach Boys, huh? Why not? His shrug. <laughs> you can't talk box a shrug. Can you? That's right. Uh, oh my god, you came. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's interesting to me, talk box PJ, is that. <laughs> I'm really curious whether people listening to this show right now can understand, can hear the guitar part, or just <laughs> or just your voice. I'm I one. What are you talking about? Can they hear? 
So you just you came out of nowhere at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> it's really I feel like it's really unfair to Well Do I feel like you do? I don't how do you feel? You didn't say what kept what kept you up. My job was too loud. <laughs> Your what was too loud? I didn't catch it. The talk box was too loud. Your talk box was talking while you were trying to sleep? That, seems, that doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem like it should happen. Well, I snore. You see, your snoring was coming through the talk. <laughs> Did you think there was a second person? Did you forget? Forget that? <laughs> Did you forget that you left it on and you thought there was a second person in your room and that was that scared you? Or? It was really scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I can imagine. There's a big. <laughs> There's a big uh, snoring scene in that movie that's pretty freaky. Wait, did you watch the remake or the original? Either one. Either one? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> someone's. Ringu. My eyes got so wet, I'm losing contact left and right. Well, careful, those are expensive. Mostly it'd just be really hard to drive home if I didn't have a contact, you know. It fell. Oh my god. Okay, so TalkBox, another thing that really, it, it, it just, it's disturbing when you show up. And this is the first time on this show, although you've come for other shows. But your, your tube... Your tube gets really condensated on the inside. It kind of seems... Do you wash that tube regularly, or...? No. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe you should think about it. I feel like maybe throwing that in the dishwasher would be a good idea. That's just me. <laughs> so, TalkBox PJ, so you say you're a fan of anything to do with the Beach Boys. So what? what's your favorite Beach Boys album? Or song, if you want to share with us before. I, I know you have to go soon. But. I think South Bay Surfer has a lot of talk box on it, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Does it. Does it count? Does it count as an instrumental if there's talk box in the in the song? Are all of your songs instrumentals? That's Never thought about that before, huh? Yeah. 
It's harder to follow you the longer you talk. Nobody, so nobody knows whether it's an instrumental or not. Yeah, he might. So, are you offended that Carl never picked up the talk box? As the Beach Boys guitar player, you know, and you're such a big fan. Yeah. Well, later in their uh, in their disco era, there will be plenty of talk box for you there. I think. Talk box PJ. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for stopping by. It was. It was nice to see you again. It's been too long. As I said, you haven't showed up on this show, but I've, you know, we've obviously met before. Right. Thank you. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> I love you too, Talkbox PJ. It's quite, quite the goodbye from Talkbox PJ. Wow. That's amazing. Holy cow. All right, Talkbox PJ. I forgot. I don't know why in the moment I was like, I know who Talkbox PJ is. We've definitely met before because that was that's his first appearance. So don't don't try and look, you know, in episode two no. or something. For it Talk was Box also PJ. a bit I sprung. I didn't tell you I was doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I love how long you interviewed him for. Yeah, it took a while. Um, you know, Talkbox PJ. He's a good interview as long as sometimes his am- answers can get a little rambling. Yeah. But <laughs> apparently, yeah. Um, I uh, I will say that came out in 2019. Gillozeri oh. at me, dog. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you I got so? my bit copped. Yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy um, if that was true? That would be crazy. It. I mean, it's still crazy to me that anyone listens to this show. So I wild. And if you're listening to this episode, especially if you're listening to this episode and you've been there since the beginning, write us an email at beachboysboys at gmail an email what? Just saying I've been there since the beginning? Yeah. That's yeah, all we the, need. Yeah, actually, write us in. No, write us an email. If you want to write us an email, this would be a legitimately interesting question to me. What? What is the first, like, current episode you heard? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you actually found the show and started listening, what was the newest episode out? Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, what was your first I, episode? What was your introduction yeah. to us? Because I got to think for the first, like, probably five or six, it was just friends and family. Like, there's... Seems, I didn't tell anybody about it. It seems like um, there's no way it would have like picked up that quickly with like because we didn't yeah. promote it or anything. Or right, and I'm wondering, any. I'm wondering when it was that people started listening. I know that we got a lot of kickback from our beef with another podcast. Oh yeah, true. When did that start? I um, probably pretty early, but I don't know. But I am interested. If oh. you listen to every episode, let us know, and we'll like send you some stickers or something. That'd be crazy, mostly just because I think most people don't listen to, like, every episode of the podcast they listen I, to. I mean, yeah. I think I'm the weird one for, like, having I mean, I do that. I it bugs me episode. if I don't. Right. Same. Yeah. But I, I think I'm the weird one. I think most people just, like, subscribe Skip and around. check in. Particularly with ours like where we've talked about four very different topics. So <laughs> Yeah, for sure. But I'm wondering. I really want to know if yeah. there are people out there. I, my guess is maybe the four guys who email us sometimes. It's it's very possible. Yeah. Um. All right. So our next uh, classic episode 
uh, is The Rolling Stone Studs, our second band we covered. Episode 13, similarly early in the run. Mm-hmm. And this is our episode covering the free oh. Altamont concert. About halfway through the run, I would say. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, so this episode is not only great because Altamont is one of just the wildest things Crazy. in rock history. Yeah. Um, but I, we had Paul on the show as a guest. I did not know that Paul knew nothing about Altamont. And yeah. so it was a very fun uh usually Sorry. what we do is we give people an album to listen to and yes, so there's some yes. context for them coming on the show right they've reviewed it from either like a perspective usually when jake's on he's heard it and he loves it and he wants to talk about it right. or like sometimes when like like when uh Dawit was on yeah. uh never had listened to the beach boys in his entire life so it's a fresh perspective or like an old take Paul just but didn't have any was, context for what we were talking about. Yeah, I don't even honestly remember why he ended up guesting on this episode, but but he came on to be a guest, and then I learned, like, as we were recording, that he didn't really know much at all about Ultima, and that just made it that much more fun, because it's such a wild mm-hmm. story, and so having someone on there that was hearing all of it for the first time uh, was fantastic. So, yeah, let's, let's check in uh, with, with some of the best parts of the Ultima episode. It's nice. Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe we'll have you back on the Tattoo You sure. episode. That's a great idea. Yeah, you'll be over it. I want to give a little bit of background for that because Paul bought Tattoo You on vinyl because mm-hmm. it was the only Rolling yeah, Stones the opposite of Jake. Jake wants to yeah. be on albums he he knows, loves, and has opinions mm-hmm. on. Paul likes being on episodes he knows nothing about. Yeah. And well, albums so, he doesn't care about. In this one, he had bought Tattoo You on vinyl and had it like placed in the background of his like camera because this was all remote. We were all in different mm-hmm. places. And then I don't think he had listened to it at all. And then he listened to it and he was like, oh. Yeah. I really didn't like that album. Yeah. And I was like, I could have told you that, pal. It's not a good album. Anyway, so that was funny. We balls but deep in Tattoo good. You. We'll get your most honest opinion. <laughs> um,. So we're talking Altamont. How much do you, either of you, both of you, know about Altamont? I know quite a bit about it. Okay. I know very little. I mean, I know when PJ asked me about this, he asked what I knew, and I said, is that the one where the Hells Angels stabbed somebody? And he said, yes. So you know the most important part. Yeah, yeah. That, but that's that's <laughs> the only thing I know. I feel like we might want to skip like 10 minutes Later, maybe? Because all the setup and background for, like, Altamont is not that interesting. Uh, The Stones show up at 2 p.m. I think the concert starts around then. Okay. And uh, when Mick lands, he's punched in the face on his way to his trailer by someone (laughs) in the crowd. (laughs) What's great is that I don't even remember all these details. It's fantastic. He just like runs up and punches him and says, fuck you. Wait, um, is there any context give, ever given to that that I you found? Even. No. no. <laughs> Somebody hated the Rolling Just Stones? like literally someone ran out of nowhere, punched him in the face, like yelled at him and then ran away. See, that's my favorite <laughs> and... compilation to watch on YouTube, but usually it's Nazis getting punched. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, apparently they were like going to go find the guy and mick was like no it's okay it's okay don't worry about it so he knew he did so. something to earn that punch that's what that tells <laughs> I you. Guess. he's yeah. like no no that guy's totally right yeah, he knew what it was about yeah, yeah. he's like oh i was like that's marianne's ex-boyfriend yeah <laughs> it's like i i deserve that 100 percent. 
It was actually just Keith. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, before any of the music even starts, there's fighting in the crowd already between the Hells Angels and some of the people Everybody uh, in else. the crowd, attendees. So weird. Um, supposedly because the crowd starts knocking into their motorcycles that for some reason, this is fucking crazy. For some reason, the Hells Angels parked their motorcycles in front of the stage thinking it would create like a barrier. People wouldn't pass, but also no matter how big your motorcycle is, if there's like thousands of people standing there, that shit's going to get knocked over (laughs) so easily. Like it's not, and you're at a concert. People are shoving into each other, even at like the best show. And people are going to be falling over. Everyone's on drugs and drunk and shit. I could see. I rode my motorcycle to work yesterday and knocked it over <laughs> yeah. on my own on accident. So yeah, I I could see yeah. though like the Hell's Angels being like, well everybody knows not to touch our bikes. Like they know not to mess with the Hell's Angels bikes. We'll yeah. put them there and then people will be too scared to go up to the stage. And I'm sure a bunch yes. of these people were dumb kids who were like, I don't know who the Hell's yes. Angels are, so they're going to of course knock them over. I see not only drunk that kids, was, yes. but like drunk I mean, and high dumb. Hippies. Yeah, like, exactly. Like people who never have thought about a motorcycle <laughs> in their life or the Hell's Angels, unless they've done right. acid with them. But that was definitely their <laughs> goal. But obviously, it didn't work at all. Because like, yeah, they immediately start. Like supposedly, one guy kept like poking at it, and a Hell's Angel was like, "Step the fuck off!" And then he like poked at it enough that he somehow like hit the seat spring bar into the battery underneath and like shorted out the battery. <laughs> Motorcycles like, were not that cause a bunch of like sparks then, and smoke and shit to go up. No. And-, and here's my question about that. We both know a bit about motorcycles. Didn't question it to short out the battery. You would, it would It'd have to lot. be running. Yeah. Oh yeah. To know that it did that. Interesting. And the guy started beating him. And, now, is that so. that guy's fault, or is it the guy who built the bike's fault? <laughs> yeah, it seems like, okay, See? the Hells Angel, like, is a grown man sitting on the, like, if that seat is that close to the battery, how is it not, whatever. Was that Steve Urkel anyway. who poked it, and then after <laughs> yes. he did it, like, the battery shorted, he was like, did I do that? <laughs> yeah, pretty okay. much. I figured Urkel would factor um, into this somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've been waiting the whole so, episode. Yeah. I have a quote from Sonny Barger about it where he says, I ain't no cop. I ain't never going to pretend to be a cop. And you know what? I didn't go there to police nothing, man. They told me if I could sit on the edge of the stage so nobody would climb over me, I could drink beer until the show was over. And that's what I went there to do. But you know what? Some cat throws something and bangs my bike or some cat kicks over my bike. He got a fight. (laughs) So that's that. Also, I read somewhere else... um, that they finished all $500 worth of beer before the show started, but I'm unclear on whether that's true or just like I mean, a legend, but how many were there? Right, exactly. Like, and how much buying were... power is $500 in 1969? Like how much beer is that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's actually not that surprising. I don't know exactly how many there were, but say there were like 15 of them maybe. Yeah. 15 to 20 of them and then yeah, like even if that's a few cases of beer, there're guys who would be just drinking them like water yeah. at that point. So that's yeah. all they do. They just like ride motorcycles and drink beer and, uh, and then stab people and do heroin. But you know. yeah. So Santana's first. They fight during his set. Great. Jefferson Airplane comes up next. Okay. Still Can, fighting. Okay. You know what? If you're fighting during Santana's set, I get it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> 
But that's How where do you it fight stops. during White Rabbit Man. <laughs> um, so during Jefferson Airplane set, uh, Marty Balin jumps into the crowd to try and break up a fight at some point, and one of the angels hits him and knocks him unconscious. Marty Balin. Yeah. That is um, hilarious to me because. Have you, Paul? Are you familiar with Marty Balin? I have no idea yeah. who Marty Balin is. Google a picture of him and tell me how surprising it is that he tried to fight a Hell's Angel. Yeah. So, oh, and the Hell's Angel's name was Animal. <laughs> uh, Marty, anyway, Marty Balin is like a five foot two. I mean, they're all kind of willowy. Was in dudes. fucking Jefferson Airplane. So it, it is hard to tell his point. height from this. Yeah. Trying to say, I don't know. It doesn't seem that weird, but knowing he's five two, that is very surprising. Uh, another member of the of Jefferson Airplane, like. Sarcastic. I don't know that Marty Balin is actually five two. <laughs> this you was know, just a but... generalization, but looking at a picture of him, you're like, that is a petite man. Well, once we saw Gimme Shelter, we confirmed that it was like, oh yeah, that's why is he like breaking up a fight? That's he not should the not be the yeah. one. Yeah. Right. He apparently thanks the Hell's Angels during like on mic for knocking him out, and then one of the Hell's Angels jumps up and grabs one of the mics and starts like yelling at them and shit, and yeah. <laughs> So that that goes well. That's what you want in any concert. It's just for anybody who yeah. wants to can just like, especially the security can jump up on stage and just start giving their opinion on mm-hmm. what's going on. <laughs> That's so far. This sounds like a basement show, uh, like a punk rock yeah. basement show. It's run just as well, if not yeah. worse. Oh, I mean, I would say worse because the fights there are more just like moshy. Like everyone's kind of like fine at the end, but here. <clears throat> Yeah. There's the Hell's Angels. We'll get into it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so while Jefferson Airplane is playing, uh, the rest, some of the Grateful Dead are already there. The rest of them show up in a helicopter, get off the helicopter. Bob Weir's like, they're beating up musicians. <laughs> and they all get back into their helicopter and leave. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Bob Weir. <laughs> yeah. They're like, get, we're, okay, we're not playing. We, they know the Angels well enough to just stay the fuck away. Bob Weir. This is honestly just a great story, and I'm having a good time it listening is. to it. We can probably wrap it up soonish. Once yes. again, being the here. voice of reason in the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Um. So, and then I'm actually unclear whether Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young or Flying Burrito Brothers are next. But either way, I think it was Flying Burrito Brothers were the set. Again, not sure on the order, but they were the one set where supposedly there wasn't any fighting, really. Okay. But they calmed the crowd down somehow. During Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, supposedly. I will say. Supposedly. Okay. Oh, you go ahead. I was going to say. Supposedly. No. Sorry. Let me go. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, Graham Parsons does seem like a perfect mix between a Hells Angel and. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, the hippie crowd Just of San Francisco. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, he'd like impress one of them by being able to like, I don't know, cite the specs on their engine or something. Yeah. And they would just be like, oh, all right, this guy's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then, yeah, during Crosby, Stills, Nash, and... What a wonderful observation by us. Yeah, fantastic. On set, apparently one of the angels stabbed Stephen Stills in the thigh with a broken <laughs> bicycle spoke. <laughs> they have knives. Um, Why use a spoke? I know. Well, they're using, I mean, yes, they do have knives, but they also famously use, like, cut-off, sawed-off pool cues to fight. And then they have motorcycle chains uh, as well, like, to yeah. whip people with, I guess. So, that's great. Wait, so they're sawing the stones, off pool cues? 
what? Can't yeah. you just use what a you, regular would they pool use cue? The thick end or the thin end? Because the thin end could be kind of whip-like. I, I, I bet know, the thick end. It's more like a club, right? right? Right. My guess would be the best way to do it would be not saw it off, but break it over your knee, and then it's like the sharp. It's sharp sure. still too. Maybe that. And that's too. more intimidating, but probably also harder to control. That's true. But like, because especially because who's going to have a pool cue if they're not like at a bar or something? You know, they have to do <laughs> yeah. that beforehand. Why not a baseball bat? Is my question. Right. Yeah, that would make a lot more, more effective sense. all around. Baseball bat with well, the nail through it. You know. Once you Classic. say the the thick end of the pool cue, now I'm thinking it's like just the last foot of it, and then that's small enough they can just like stash that Put in their inside jacket. their jacket or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the sure. stones then go on late. Uh, because Bill missed their first helicopter for some reason or another. So he only showed up at about seven, which was, I guess, like an hour or so after they were supposed to go on. So also the crowd's getting restless and more stoned and drunk and, you know, it's, it's not good out there and making them wait isn't making it better. But they do go on just after seven. Uh, by this time it's dark and even colder and worse. So basically they don't get through any of their song, like their first six or seven songs. They can't make it through without stopping a few times to try to break up fights, to try and soothe the crowd. Um, at several different points, they start playing just like random. They just like start vamping playing like cool out music um, to try and get people to calm down. Under um, the boardwalk. Right, exactly. <laughs> and people uh, are loving it. At one it. point, Keith, like, so, the, but they're determined to stay for some reason or another. At one point, though, Keith does, like, talk to one of the angels and threatens to leave uh, if they don't stop fighting. And Barger claims that he pulled his gun on Keith and told him to keep playing or he'd shoot him. <laughs> Uh, but no one uh, this is according to my book and the author couldn't find anyone else to confirm that story but it sounds like something he'd make up it does sound like something he'd make up like but Keith gave like a weirdly vague non-answer when asked about it not just a no that didn't happen so it it seems to me like maybe Keith didn't remember but it also that's a theory we can call it there I mean, if we don't call it somewhere, it goes on. It's yeah. it's all good. It's all gold. It's a great story. So, I mean, overall, fantastic. The weirdest yeah. thing. I will say, knowing now, so I've read the Hell's Angel book by Hunter S. Thompson yeah. since now and then. Um, speaking of the new Beatles song, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get um, to that. Uh, and Sonny Barger is like a notorious liar. Mm. So gotcha. Uh, he probably just lied about that. Right. Yeah. Um, well, that is a fantastic episode. Uh, and then just a heads up, if you're actually going to go listen to it, the Altamont discussion doesn't start until like an hour in. But the rest of it's yeah. good. It's all good discussion. Cause, if you want to learn about yeah. Altamont, though, you right. go to an hour and 15 minutes. All right. Uh, so the next one is moving to the 27 Club. This will be a pretty short clip. Uh, this was episode seven, uh, our episode where we covered the lifetimes and music of Blind Owl Alan Wilson, um, the or one of the guitarists and songwriters for Canned Heat. Um, 
and we're really we're just gonna listen to kind of my final thoughts this is just for me personally i think the most like genuinely pleasantly surprised i've ever been by music that i'd never heard before in my life on this show um and for people who've been listening for a long time they will know that this is my complete 180 uh on the harmonica an instrument that used to that previous to alan wilson was maybe my least favorite instrument of all time you didn't love when Mick would pick up a harmonica and do his little ditty? No. no, I think before this, the only nice thing I ever said about a harmonica was one Brian Jones harmonica part I kind of liked. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought, anyway, oh, that takes talent. <laughs> Stevie Wonder's quite good at the harmonica, too. Because I really liked this stuff. Yeah. It's a really good playlist you put together. Have not listened to Kitty yeah. since. I mean, I just went through and looked at all the ones that he wrote and then yeah. supplemented with some of his, like, great harmonica tunes. Um, yeah, I mean, I think basically, saying like, I I was so surprised at how much I loved this, given that going in, I was like, I don't like this guy's voice, and I don't like the blues. I, yeah. well, I'm going to hate this whole band. Like, I'm going to hate every minute of this. And, I mean, I don't love all the songs, but I liked a lot more than I thought I would, and... Alan Wilson has turned me around on the harmonica. Like I now at least will give it like a chance as an instrument. Well, I mean, you're more used to like Dylan-y harmonica where it's True. like yes. nothing Very you, much like so. you can just blow into that thing and it's going to sound mm-hmm. like the song no matter what, but like he's very precise. Yeah. 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 So I was really impressed and I had a, fantastic time listening to alan wilson i don't know i don't know if i need to get more into can heat to be honest like maybe i don't know if uh, i I mean it's probably worth listening to certainly going to yeah i didn't i didn't either (laughs) it's probably worth listening to a couple albums maybe that that 1969 one where all the like really good songs were off of um hallelujah um but yeah i'm glad we listened what what do you think we want to rate alan wilson and, you know, I, I haven't listened to more Canned Heat, but I have listened to the little playlist we made for Alan Wilson several times in the intervening years. That's I really like that little playlist, and I still love that harmonica. So, And that's that's just a good episode. It's good music. Alan Wilson was, like, just a good guy, which almost no one we talk about is. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. It's rare that we talk yeah. about, like, a good person. He was just, like, um, a nice, normal loving human being. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's a, that's just a good episode in general. Well, I think the other person we talked about who's a good person was Pete Ham. And then it ended yeah. so tragically because he was like, not a bad guy at all. And then right. he just got so royally fucked over by yeah. everybody at every chance, you know? All right. So, and then the final best or favorite episode, whatever, uh, we're going to talk about is also from the 27 club episode 12, the first episode covering Jim Morrison and The Doors. Uh, and listeners uh, of that know. show will know that this is one of the highlights, I think, of our entire run for me. It's it's probably the best thing I didn't, like my favorite thing that I didn't know before, you know, coming into the show. Yeah. The best new piece of information I learned. It's about hilarious. It, yeah. He graduated UCLA in 1965. Comes into his own what? His own being. He moved to Venice Beach. And this is the greatest sentence I think I've ever written or said on this podcast. 
where he lived on a roof and lived and ate canned beans and LSD exclusively for the summer. <laughs> wow. Wow, that sounds like the summer I spent in uh, San Francisco. Where is he? Venice Beach. How do you he live on a roof? On a roof <laughs> and ate only canned beans and LSD. And he, this was in San Francisco, correct? No, Venice Beach is <laughs> like a, a beach no, sorry. suburb yeah, of LA. Yeah. Does it rain there? <laughs> no. Okay. It's actually like it's doable. Is the crazy part? I mean, it, it probably rains occasionally, but during the summer it shouldn't. It shouldn't rain. Hmm. If anything, it would just get crazy hot, which makes me wonder. If, like, did he build like a little lean-to yeah. or something? Was it like, was it like a roof that was like made to be a patio? You know, so they had maybe the slatted wood type thing on top. Like, just maybe. was there anything, or is he just like? Did he have like a camp chair? Well, the ironic thing is that and there's no doors out beans. there. Where did he get the name of the band? How was he inspired for that? You know. I think that was the LSD. Uh, Alice Huxley, yeah, famous, yeah. famous uh, high author, um, drug author, I guess. Uh, really, this just makes me want to hear Jim Morrison write his own version of "In My Room." <laughs> on my roof. based on yeah, on my roof, <laughs> my can of beans and LSD. Huh. <laughs> wow! All right, that I might have to write that parody song for this run. We'll see if I remember that. All right, uh, so <laughs> I got, all right. Um, he also, unsurprisingly, spent a lot of his time writing poetry on the roof. <laughs> wow, shocker! I want. I we spent this whole beginning be, with me being like, I I'm open minded to liking the Doors, and now that I'm rereading what I wrote literally this morning in the notes, I'm like, there's no way I can like the Doors. <laughs> He's like what a, a ridiculous theater, human a being. theater graduate from UCLA living on a roof on the beach, eating acid or taking acid and uh, writing poetry full time the summer after he graduates is. I'm pretty sure it's wow. one of the subplots to the Gilmore Girls. Wow. Um, so, uh, well, and a lot of his poetry. Yeah. So he wrote a lot of a lot of poetry uh, on, on my roof. So, one day, he was walking on the beach, and I assume high, with, eating a can of beans with, like, a, a little, like, um, clamshell instead of a spoon that he found on the beach. I assume as much, yeah. yeah. Um, he likes, he didn't have salt on the roof, so he would come and, like, get some salt water and pour that on the beans so he could season <laughs> the beans. Yeah. You got- and this makes me want, like, what are these beans? Okay, so are these beans? Is this just like a tin of like mixed beans, like kidney, pinto, black beans? Or is this like a tin? See, I think like camp beans, maybe with like some little bacon bits in there like or something. Like pork and beans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it that? Or is he just eating like regular, like plain green Heinz beans all summer? <laughs> My mind immediately went to just baked beans. Yeah. Nothing added. But then I thought it'd be funny if it was refried. Um <laughs> Well, after they sit on the roof for long enough, they're they're refried for sure, no matter how they start. A summer in Venice? (laughs) All right. Um, So he's eating beans on the beach, uh, and uh, trips over in his LSD haze. uh, One of his friends from school, Ray, how did you pronounce his last name? It's Ray Manzarek. Oh, yeah. I mean, that makes more sense than how I was pronouncing it in my head. How are you pronouncing it? 
Manzarek, of course. Okay. Yeah. Uh, trips over his friend Ray Manzarek, and Ray pops his sunglasses off and is like, "Oh my God, Jim!" And Jim says, "A lizard on the beach." <laughs> um, you want some beans? Um, so they unclear whether they go back to his roof. Come on in. It's uh, <laughs> not, not much. But, come back uh, to my place. Yeah, it's up uh, the stairs. Sorry, it's, it's kind of messy. This, we have to tr- climb the trash cans in the back. Um, if you hop from that trash can, yeah, to the was big he palm squatting tree? on a roof, or was this like some friend's house that he knew? Did anyone know he was on this roof? How easy was it to get up there? <laughs> Okay, so unclear whether they go back to the roof or whether Jim's just walking around holding his sheaf of poems, but he shows Ray his poems, uh, which I just, that's of course what you do as like a 21, 22-year-old walking yeah. on the beach, eating your beans. Of course, you run into a friend and you're like, hey, what have you been, we graduated a couple months ago, yeah. what are you up to? I'm living on a roof, here's my poetry, read it. Ray, check out my poetry. Maybe he yeah. had it written on him, memento style. Maybe, yeah, 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 that's right. But paper's hard to come by on the beach, or on exactly. the roof, man. And he wrote it in bean juice. On, in bean juice, on the bean wrappers, he peeled off the cans. Um, so, Ray thought they were great, which just shows... I. I don't care how good these lyrics are. If that's your origin story, Ray has to just be kind of in love with Jim. Right? Come like, on, baby. <laughs> light my fire. <laughs> so Ray loved these lyrics, thought they would be great song not. lyrics, and convinces Jim. Uh, oh, man. Still... Peter. Yeah. That reminded me of a very dedicated listener of ours who wrote oh, this song. That's true. There's a place with leather jeans where I can eat my beans on my roof. <laughs> on my roof. Isn't it sad when listeners put more roof, production and effort into something than we do into the show? Yeah. The lizard king on my roof. I also don't remember who did this. Do my writing and my crying lie on Venice Beach? Do my tripping, Mr. Mojo rising high on LSD? It's Nathan, I believe. Now it's dark yes, it's Nathan. Nathan, killer, dude. With my can open door way up high. He did steal our idea, but whatever. Well... To be fair, I did not get that we to were going to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I did not follow through on that. All right, so that's the some of the high points of the Beach Boys Boys run so far. Here's some and of the. Uh, Pete, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I gotta say, truly delighted listening back to a lot of those. Yeah, pretty fun stuff. So there's you yeah, know, I got I gotta say like yeah, sometimes we're we're better than we should be. It's kind of a surprise. Um, all right. So now to some of the worst, uh, so we don't, we're not going to choose our worst moments on the show. Uh, but instead we're going to talk about the worst albums that we've listened to on the show. And these are going to be ones that we both rated a one out of 10, which is the lowest rating. We don't go zero out of 10. We don't go zero. And we're not going to talk about stuff that one person thought was a one and the other person thought was a 10. Never. 
Um, so interestingly, do we have any of those? No, but there's some that I think one person gave a one and other the other person gave like a three. So mm. it's like it's pretty. I wonder bad, what the but... largest discrepancy is. Maybe we should look into that. <laughs> we, I'm sure these are stats we've talked about on all of our like wrap up episodes. Yeah. But I, yeah. Anyway, so interestingly, no Pink Floyd albums so far have both been one out of tens. That's wild. Because they wild. suck. But they aren't. They aren't as bad as some of the other stuff. We've yeah, done. they're not like, like. They're not like early. It's Beach passable. Boys bad, it's you know? passable. Yeah. Yeah. And then no Twenty Seven Club member had a dual one out of ten. I don't think any of them had ones from either of us. So no, that kind of makes sense too. Yeah. Me. All right. So in order of the show, so from the Beach Boys, one of the early albums, Little Deuce Coop, got a one out of ten. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, which is kind of wild because I think I ended up going back and finding a song on there I liked at some point. But anyway, um, and then their uh, final two studio albums, I want to say, Summer in Paradise and Still Cruising, the late 80s, 90s ones with John Stamos that you can't even officially buy or listen to anymore. You have to find YouTube rips online because they've tried to bury him. And then, of course, the Rolling Stones, <laughs> uh, our lost episode, Dirty Work. Uh, which maybe then it wasn't a lost step. No, because I would have done my notes. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. dirty work. We both gave a one out of ten to, and then most recently, Hackney Diamonds. We Hackney both gave Diamonds, a one baby. Out of 10. So PJ, remembering what you can remember about these albums, do you think can we agree on the worst album we've listened to? The worst piece of music. Little Deuce Coop. So here's what I recall. I yeah. recently kind of started listening back to our like beginning episodes. Just to see, like, what we were all about. How far know? we've come, you know? Yeah. Try and, and, try and get, get back in touch with whatever good stuff we were doing back then. Exactly, yeah. Trying to, like, uh, you know, get our Mercury album or whatever it's called. Saturn Return. Yeah. Yeah, Saturn Return. That's what I said. Um, and Little Deuce Coop, still a 1 out of 10. It was awful. Yeah. Listening back to that episode, I was like, yeah, I was not being harsh. I was being very fair. Yeah. Um. The Let last me find two the one Beach song Boys that I liked. Um, last two, the ones with John Stamos. Car Crazy Cutie is not a terrible song. Maybe not enough for on. me to give it a two out of ten, but I I remember th- later I went back and found. I think I just really like the melody on it, mostly. Obviously, the lyrics are not a strong point. <laughs> we were really focused on lyrics early on. This isn't terrible right so it's nothing new or interesting but it's not no awful anyway and this is me mm. outside of having listened to whatever albums came before this yeah so you know it's different um but that's a, that album also has spirit of america um Oof. no go showboat cherry cherry coop be true to your school yeah garbage songs yeah. no thought put into them i'm sticking by one out of ten on that one yeah but their later albums probably worse than that I'm going to say that right up front. Yeah, I do think the still Stamos cruising. years, no good. Yeah. Still yeah. Cruising was god awful. Yeah, I think Still still Cruising and Summer in Paradise, I think, are much worse than Little Deuce Coop. Yeah. Um, All ones still. I'm sticking by that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And then what were the. And the then Dirty Work stones? and Hackney Diamonds. You Dirty know, Work? Because it was a, no a lost episode, I, yeah, I really don't remember a lot about it. Yeah, because usually I'll listen to it before, 
We'll All right, here's the track. Oh thing. my god. Okay, here's the track listing. One hit to the body. Fight. <sighs> Harlem Shuffle. That was the big song from this one. Yep. <clears throat> Hold back. Too rude. Uh, which I actually like. That's a Keith sung one that I pulled out for the key- the best of Keith Richards, and it's actually kind of good. Uh, winning ugly. Back to zero. Dirty work. Had it with you. Sleep to the night. Key to the highway. This is Harlem Shuffle. Oh, Harlem, Harlem Shuffle, Shuffle sucks. It's really awful. I would say this album is almost exactly the same as Hackney Diamonds. It's them doing the right. same thing on both where it's like trying to reprise what made them like popular yeah. and then not quite getting it. Um, but yeah. in two different eras, which is wild. That is wild. Because um, yeah, because for the Beach Boys, they did that a lot. But the only time they yeah. out and out failed, I think, was their last two albums yeah like or at least based on our ratings and you know, and, and the stuff. stones did it when they were already old old men right and then had a few decent ones i guess yeah that weren't ones and then had a one at a right. 10 i would say that of these two they're equally bad i um, think yeah I'm going to throw out there that I think the argument for worst one out of 10 on this list. Should we say it on three? Oh, okay. Sure. Three, two, one. Dirty work. Still cruising after all these years. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's dirty work. And I think it's dirty work because. Well, Nobody will ever were, know our I, thoughts on I'm the like, album. They were actually about the same age as the Beach Boys because still cruising was like 88, 89. Yeah. I was going to say because the the Rolling Stones were still at a time and place where they, no, actually I'll stick with this because Brian Wilson was, you know, completely gone at this point in the beach boys career. And Dennis was dead. Um, Mike Love and John Stamos somehow had taken over the band and Bruce Johnston, which who knows why that happened. So, but just like dirty work, even though, you know, they're 30 or 20 years into their career, they still conceivably could have made good music. All four original members of the band were there. They made good music immediately, like, you know, at least a couple good songs. Before immediately and after, preceding yeah. and immediately after. So, like, I think that one's maybe the worst one to me. Just because they could have been good. Like, I think wow. Hackney Diamond, Still Cruising, and Summer in Paradise, there's no way it's going to be good. Ever. See, here's my thought on it. Yeah. Well, I know Dirty Work and Hackney Diamonds are both pandering yeah let's say i think the most pandering album mm. of all of these is still cruising not yeah. only the name yeah but like their whole thing about it was like let's go back to the beginning because it's just mike love now baby we're not gonna right. fuck with the formula right and then they didn't fuck with the formula but like he didn't i feel like he mike love doesn't understand that their best era is late 60s early 70s no, he, he thinks their involved. best era that was is 1960 era fucking three, which is the in. worst. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think at least what the Stones were trying to do was pander towards like their actual best era, which was like mm. um, Sticky Fingers and yeah. um, 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 late 60s, uh, early 70s. Yeah. What is that? But yeah, Let It Bleed. It's like my f- Let, it, Let It Bleed and um, Exile. Exile on Main Street. Whereas, like, when the Beach Boys did it, they were pandering towards, like, their one of my least favorite eras of their music. Yeah. 
And so I to think that's fair, what one makes of their it worst. Most successful eras, though. Successful. Like if Mike's just looking at when the money was rolling in, but yeah, Which I hear you. Me, diminishes it to me more yeah. personally, but you know what? To be honest, maybe I agree with you. Maybe, and I think we can kind of lump Still Cruising and Summer in Paradise together because they're yeah, they're the same. Yeah. I think you've convinced me, and here's a little bit why: because I would give a cursory listen to the other three albums just to check if they're still one out of tens i think i would refuse to re-listen to still cruising and summer in paradise yeah so that's kind of where i'm at i think you're right all right so going from worst to best so here are pj had this idea so we're gonna talk about the 10 out of 10 albums that we've rated on the show and then we're going to talk about you know five years in this is a good time to kind of give you a good background on our music and where we're coming from (laughs) Yeah, but PJ had, had the idea. Not a good. Att- there's yeah. not as a better time than now. Exactly. To give some of our personal ten out of tens, uh, you know, not related to the show, yeah. just to kind of give some context of how we're so harsh and why maybe we've Dear given hosts, so few ten you out know, of tens. Some some people like to peel back to open the kimono to part exactly. that thing and show what yeah. they're packing. Um, and now five years in, it's our time to do that. You know, open up a little bit. Yeah. Tell it, you know, give our addresses out on air. Just let you know who we are. That's right. So, uh, I guess I can go first. So, from the show, the albums we've rated 10 out of 10, not many. Less than I, I was expecting more, actually. I felt like I remembered more. Uh, PJ has rated three albums, 10 out of 10. Wow. Pet Sounds, Exile on Main Street, and Sticky Fingers. I should have asked you if you remembered first, but oh well. Um, and then I have only rated two 10 out of 10s. And to be honest, I might take one of these back. Uh, I rated Pet Sounds 10 out of 10 and a controversial, controversial at the time, Electric Ladyland 10 out of 10. And that's one where I do think it's a really fantastic album, but I could, I could be talked into a nine. So I, I kind of only have like one true 10, but. Which is Pet Sounds. Yeah. Um. My Electric Ladyland, huh? Yeah, I remember this being. Yeah, weird. you and Thomas were both like, "Whoa, it's good, but not that good." <laughs> but I was really taken with it. Even the dolphin mermaid song or whatever I like, Merman. Yeah, that's a weird one. I think me. the reason that I'm going back, like I think about it, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's a ten out of 10 But also, have I listened to it a lot since then? No. It's Jimi Hendrix is one of those people where you know he's good. So you don't really like go back and listen to it a lot, but like, I should. It's, see, now I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, I want to go yeah. on a car drive and like listen to that whole album now because it's so good. Um, it might still what, be a ten out of ten to me, but we'll see. What were my other ten out of ten? Sticky fingers. Yeah, and exile on Main Street. Let's do that one. Sticky finger. I stand by all of my ten out of tens. Yeah. Especially Exile. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If Exile didn't have the second disc, I agree it would be a 10 out of 10. And I don't think the second disc is that bad. I just think not everything on the second disc is great. Yeah, this is good. Exile on Main Street is one of those albums if I don't know what to put on, I'll put on Exile. Yeah. The first, the first disc is absolutely perfect. I agree. And the second disc too. 
So those are the ones we've rated 10 out of 10, which, you know, I'm, there's one that we rated uh, 10 out of 10 both that we both agree on. And of course it's fucking pet sounds because like we're two white dudes. You know, we'll see. I, I don't know if we'll get a 10 out of 10 with Pink Floyd. I think maybe the closest we were going to get was Dark Side and we, we, we both went nine. So, which is right, I think. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I I don't I remember really loving Wish You Were Here, but I haven't listened to it in a few yeah. years. And, and I really like The Wall. And I remember not loving Welcome to the Machine as a song, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Well, who wants to go first with their 10 out of 10? Why don't you go first? All right, I'll go first. So, I have a very weird list because mm-hmm. it's mostly all newer albums. Like oh wow post two thousand, uh yeah. Because as much as I was talking about how I love old music, I don't yeah I don't think there's ten out of tens that often apparently from older artists, which is really legitimately strange actually. Uh, but I did look through my whole iTunes, so I think there would be something. All right, the earliest I, I guess I'll go earliest to newest maybe. The earliest thing I have. Of course, Abbey Road by the Beatles. A great choice. Yeah, it is because we're obligated to talk about the Beatles on every single episode. Every single episode. Uh, so I'll just I'll share a Beatles factoid about me. It is, I think, the only Beach Bo- or Beatles album I would rate ten out of ten. I don't think they have another like front to back perfect album. But I would is. disagree. I think they've got two ten out of tens. Yeah. Will we see on your list? <laughs> I, I kept it to only one Beatles one that I okay. put on my list, but I do think this is on my list, of course. Okay. And then I think Let It Be is a perfect album. I know. You really like I like Let It Be a lot, but just the problem for me is that I like some of the Phil Spector stuff, and I like some of the Naked stuff, so yeah. neither of the albums are perfect for me. If you mixed them, though, you think you could have a perfect album? See, maybe not, because I kind of just... Like I, I actually I take it back. I love I like the Phil Spector stuff. It's just way too Phil Spector. If it was like twenty percent of like what it was, Phil Spector, yeah. Then I think that it would be like a perfect album for me. So, um, anyway, interesting. Okay, Happy Road. All right, the next one, a former Beatle, Paul McCartney's Ram. Ram, a good one. Ram, you know what? I, yeah, I, I had to think about this pretty hard, but this really is, there's no song I don't like, and this is, it's just perfect. It's perfect Paul McCartney. There's one song I don't love. There's one song you love? I don't love. Oh, I which, love which one? almost all of them. Monkberry, not... Moon Delight. <laughs> yep, you nailed it. <laughs> I was about I'm, to say like it's a little it's a little his voice is a, 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 it's a little much but I can't speak. I'm a little like I'm warm on it like I don't hate it but it's not. Right. I, I don't think, know that that song can be on a perfect album if I'm yeah. being honest. I mean I I think this is maybe a slightly uh, uh, what am I trying to say a slightly kind of one of those things where there's a song I don't love but the rest of it makes up for it. And that's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, my next one. I'm skipping PJ. All of the seventies. I I can't believe it either. Talking Heads. Stop making sense. From 1984. 
bandwagoner. Yeah, yeah, I just saw it. It's so good. Um, people who like the Talking Heads will probably hate me for this, but it's the only Talking Heads album uh, that I've listened to all the way through. Wow. <laughs> because it's... I do not like the Talking Heads in the studio. I don't think their sound is any good, and I think it sounds low energy to me, whereas it just sounds like too kind of studied and perfect, whereas them live on Stop Making Sense is incredible. Like, they have so much... Yeah, the live aspect adds so much to the music, I think. I do like their... um... De- whatever album has I think it's their debut has Psycho Killer on it yeah. that album is pretty good all the way through but I do agree with you I think like mm, this is I would never and, would have thought yeah. to put this on there but you might be right this might be a and 10 out of 10 yeah and this is also I think we've talked before about live albums I think I think this is the only live album I think is actually like really good so I, I like a lot of live albums personally alright now we're jumping to the 2000s baby Let's go 2006, a little band that I like to call the best rock band of the 2000s, My Chemical Romance's The Black Parade. Wild choice, I think, but it's it's your it's, list, man. It's so good. It's PJ, it's got some of the best guitar playing just ever on it. The dual guitar solos are so fantastic, or dual guitar lines. Okay. Yeah. Not a genre I can get into, really. I've tried. It's just I can't rock. really get into it. It's just rock at the end of the it's day. It's like emo rock. I mean, kind of, but really like the lyrics more than anything else. Because they don't sound like all the other, you know, emo bands from that era. Sorry I didn't cut myself, Pete. I can't wow. get into it. Wow. All right. Uh, my next one. I should have actually put these in order. Uh, all right. So, we're finally leaving the rock arena. Janelle Monae's The Electric Lady. This is... <laughs> nice choice. <laughs> I, w- I didn't know. I don't know this <laughs> Yeah, no, it's really funny, though. This is like the palate cleanser <laughs> song. Um, this is just a fantastic album front to back. It's mm-hmm. It's got really cool lyrics. It's like an actual concept album in a fun way to listen to, but all the songs can still stand alone. Um, she shows off incredible range, both in songwriting and singing and style. Um, yeah, it's pretty She's perfect. phenomenal. Yeah. I, I just really have never gotten into her stuff, which I like. Yeah. I would like to. I just haven't yeah. done it yet. This um, one is, this one's incredible. This is also like one of those few albums that's incredibly long, but really good. Like, yeah. I think it's a true double album, just almost. Um, all right. My next one. It's uh, by a guy named Todd Terhey. It's album time. So Todd Terhey is a... Uh, you explain everything about this yeah, to me. He's a Swedish DJ slash like electronic musician who was really big, I think in the 90s mostly, like before you know I was really listening to music. Um, and through the 2000s, but as the electronic apparently scene goes, I'm really not into it except for this, some of his stuff say. and some of uh, a few of his acolytes. But anyway, um, you would just release singles, like you drip feed out singles, both like early on on CDs and then like on your blog or SoundCloud or whatever. 
kind of like rap now, actually. Um, and so by 2014, he'd been around for like 20 years already. And so he finally released a full album of music and it's all fantastic. It's so good. Electronic music is something and I know this is like an old person thing. I will never understand it. I don't really get it, and I wish I did. It's really good. I don't even think I can explain, you know, like why it's so why good necessarily, you like it. but I think definitely the reason that I was attracted to him and still love him so much, and I'm sure there's other electronic artists who do this, um, but he, you can like kind of you can tell like that he's playing instruments and stuff with it and like putting stuff together or like how he's looping stuff like it, it just feels a lot more it feels kind of more like Giorgio Moroder kind of electronica yeah rather than like Skrillex type electronica where it, like it doesn't sound like all just computer music it sounds yeah. like you could have done this like yeah the, there's like in the human... tape days yeah yeah a little bit so all right okay uh two more okay from 2017, I have Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Pete, I listened to Damn when it came out. Yeah. Everybody loved it. Didn't get it. This is one of those... I think he's a great rapper. I'll yeah. say that. I just didn't love the album all the way through. It's all right. It's This is one of those kind of rarish albums where I think I pretty consistently listened to it for like a year after mm-hmm. it came out. Like it, it was in the rotation for that long and did not get sick of it. It helped that at some point on some blog online, I read that he made some comment that you could listen to it backwards, and he's like, and then the story kind of works that way too, because it's a, it's like a loose concept album about his dad, I think, um, and him. Anyway, and so then I like ordered it backwards and listened to it, like it was a whole new thing, and it's, it's great. Um, this is definitely this is the Monkberry Moon delight for me off this album. I don't I, this album or this song's fine, but it's so clearly a single, whereas yeah. none of the other ones are. So this was the single. Out. That's it was exactly. the only one I remembered. All right. So and now finally I have something from 2022. So not that much time with it. Wow. I I think it'll last. I have Blue Rev by Always. Probably the most recent like new band that I got into. They're like this kind of airy, dreamy rock stuff. And what gets me is just like people who know that I'm a slut for melodies and they write incredible melody. Like every single song on this album has a melody that gets stuck in your head for days. And so Hmm. it's incredible and great musicianship, good lyrics, everything holds up. Yeah, you were all over the place. All I right. feel like I'm well, let. I, I thought yeah. I was all over the place, but you're. I tried to get a little bit of a breadth in there, um, and I will say, yeah, never mind. What were you gonna say? Well, just it probably. I don't know if it needs to be said. I feel weird because my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is a hundred percent a ten out of ten for me, but I don't. I haven't listened to it in a few years. I don't know if I would. Yeah. Like, I think it, unfortunately, might be ruined for me. Um, which, you know, is a, That's fair. a very, you know, selfish way to frame Kanye's mental health issues. Um, but, anyway. So. Alright. Mine is in no particular yeah. order. Alright. Um, you kind it. of ordered yours by year. In fact, exclusively, oh. right? I wrote them in no particular order, and then I okay. thought, I'll just read them this way. Okay. My first one 
Pete, you might be blown away. You Don't Mess Around With Jim by Jim Croce. Wow. I've never heard anything but the title track. It's Unless the perfect album. Is I love it. The time in a no. bubble or whatever on this album? Uh, tomorrow's Gonna Be a Brighter Day. New York's Not My Name. Hard Time Losing Man. Photographs and Memories. Walking Back to Georgia. Operator. Time in a Bottle. Rapid Roy. Box number 10. A long time ago. Hate Tomorrow. All, right. all bangers. Yeah. I've There's not a bad a song on the album. Time in a Bottle is one of the best of all time. You should go listen to this album, Pete. It's really good. This is like... I said this about... Um, what album did I say this about earlier? Uh, that if it's an album, or if I don't know what to put on, I put on that album. Yeah. I said that earlier. This happens more often where I'm like woodworking or doing something, and I just like, I'll throw on this album, and it's perfect. Yeah. All right. I'll write it down. Um, I just really, I don't know. I love Jim Croce, and this is the most Jim Croce album of all time. Um <laughs> It's really good. The I don't know. I just love it. And I don't know. I got into Jim Croce like three or four years ago. And I love it. And it's a perfect album, I think. Um, second on the list, also a former Beatle, All Things Must Pass, George Harrison. I, I figured this is going to be on there. Greatest, I think, personally, my favorite album of all time. Yeah. I, that that track. The B-side slows a little bit, but I still like all the songs, though. Yeah, the one thing, and I know this is a little bit nitpicky, the Jam album, just, it didn't, it doesn't need to be there. And I, like, I know it's super pedantic, Fair. but I also feel like Fair. you gotta lump that in slightly. Because I, I think I agree with you that the, you know, first two discs, the double album of actual songs... Yes, probably a 10 out of 10 for me as well. It the, the also, like... just doesn't... It's so strange. I mean... I, I don't mind I the will, album. I do love Thanks for the Pepperoni just as a title of a song. Yeah. That's fantastic, but... I don't mind the Jam album, personally. Yeah. But if you just see that as, like, a little bonus, too, and then you get this right. whole double album of perfect music... Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, you're kind of talking me into regretting that I didn't put, put that in. 10 out of 10, too. baby. It's, it's really good. It's definitely better than Ram without I the think so. Jam album. Yeah. So it's it's by far better than Ram. Like, I love Paul McCartney, but these are better songs than I think Paul McCartney wrote. By Paul himself. McCartney put out more good music, but George right. Harrison put out, put out more good best. albums. Yeah. yeah, and the best, yeah. Um, well, I don't think that's true. I think George Harrison only has like, a couple of albums. But this and then the one after hmm. it. It's I'm just kind of saying words at this point. Anyway, but yeah, he definitely had the best. So. And then we talked about this earlier. Let it be. Yeah. I think all of the songwriting on it is great. I really love the story behind it. Uh, I th- everything about it is perfect to me. Yeah. I agree. It's fantastic. It's got like five of my favorite songs on it. I think it goes, or it just proves the the Beatles thing, which is that they can interpret almost any rock or rock adjacent style, and even if it's basically just a straight, like kind of genre cover, they still make it the incredible. Best. 
Yeah, yeah. they make it like the best version of that thing. And even so they're even like when it's like a simple blues rocker. And even their like parody of like amp up songs on albums, which right. is you know back in the USSR, fucking slaps. Right, it's so good. Yeah, not I on think, this album, yeah. but they're yeah. the only band in you know history who is who is that talented. I think to consistently pull that off. Yeah. Um, my next album. You touched on this a little bit, but this was before he did all the bad stuff. Late Registration by <laughs> Kanye West. Yeah. I love this. The samples on it yeah. from back to front are good. Late Registration is great. I think I think it flags for me a little bit later, later on. But, like, the whole first half is really fantastic. Kanye was somebody who I hated when he was coming out with music because I was into, like, classic rock, and I was like, oh, yeah. rap. But right. then, like, in college, I really got into the first three albums. Yeah. And this one, I think, is the best of the three. Yeah. Which is a, I understand, it is an unpopular opinion that this is better than both Graduation and um, College Dropout. I understand, yeah. it's an unpopular opinion. This is my favorite one. Yeah. I don't know, I think Graduation, I don't know. Yeah. To me, the samples on this one yeah. are the best. Oh, yeah. The production, They're I so think, good. yeah. I agree. Superficial. Yeah. Um, this fucking whole album gets me amped up. I love it. Um, next one is maybe one you haven't heard. It's an album called Dan Reader by Dan Reader. <laughs> okay. It's he's just a weird little man who I think lives in like France or something now. What do you want? And he food and pussy. He he's on Oh Boy Records, which is John Prine's uh, okay. album or uh, record company. He just makes like weird little music and it's like produced by him. He built his guitar. He built all the microphones he used to like record this album. He's just a weird little man who writes weird little songs. And then like every single song is at the very least double tracked on vocals. Okay. If not more. Yeah. Um, I love it. I think it is the best. I love it so much. Um, and like some of them are pretty funny. Like this one is just called Food and Pussy. And it's just about what he wants in life. Um, but like some of them are really beautiful. And it's like they'll be on the same album. And uh, it's the best. And I would say anybody out there should go listen to it. Um, unless you don't like crass songs. <laughs> Fuck, I should have put this in the music league. This song's hilarious. <laughs> Um, next song or next album is Blood on the Tracks by Bob Dylan. It was hard picking a because per- I was like, there's a there's a Bob Dylan album that's ten out of ten. I don't know if it's Blonde on Blonde. I don't know if it's Highway 61 Revisited. I think in my recent years, I think I would have. I used to say Highway 61. Yeah. I think this is a better album. I think Blood on the Tracks to me is a better album. Yeah. It's a bummer, but the like I love that about it. The organs on it is great. The lyrics are like I don't want to say unparalleled by Bob Dylan, but there's some of them like it's a breakup album. Yeah. And some of the lyrics on it are so like mean in such a polite way. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it so much. Nice. Um 
moving along, the next album is the album John Prine by John Prine. I love John Prine. This is the best album he put out. Was it his first one, or did he do the later self-titled thing? I think it was his first, like, actual album release. Okay. Um, you know, first thought, best thought. Yeah, that's right. Um, Peter, the next album that I have... Well, an album that I wrote down as a maybe. Okay. Is, actually, we'll go over that later. Sure. Um, this one, I think you're going to be really surprised by. The album Ooh La La by Faces. Wow. Which does feature the song Ooh La La sure, at the very yeah. end, which might be the only, like, I'm fine with that song. I understand right. a lot of people don't like it. Yeah. It, like, I think if that song wasn't, I imagine you don't like the song Ooh La La by Faces. Yeah, it's fine at best, but annoying. It's overplayed, which I understand. It can be annoying, yeah. To me, like, I think if you listened to that album and stopped it before that song came on, <laughs> yeah. you would maybe think the same thing. It's just right. a phenomenal 70s half-rock album. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and this is a recent one that I've been getting into. Um, I mean, the guitar playing is great. Rod Stewart's doing all the singing, except yeah. for on Ooh La La, which is weird. <laughs> um, but I love it. I, like, if I have to, like, walk anywhere... Like, uh, if I'm just, like, taking a walk, this is the album I'll put it on right now. Yeah. I love it. And, like, you know, if you talk to me in a year, I might not agree with that. But right now, this is my favorite 10 out of 10 album. Okay. Um, my next one, which is one you are probably not going to be surprised about, but I'm probably one you haven't listened to, Closing Time by um, Tom Waits. Oh. I was um, hoping you were gonna say semi-sonic. Yeah, I don't even know if that's the name of that uh, the album that that song was on, but no, I was, I was excited for you to like semi-sonic. Pete, I do love that song. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the first album he put out. One of the first albums he put out, at the very yeah. least. And it's like old school Tom Waits, where he's not like doing the Tom Waits thing. And he's just like playing the uh, the piano beautifully and singing over it with like some of the most impressive lyrics I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, actually, let me put this song on. Old Shoes and Picture Postcards is one of the greatest songs ever written. Yeah. Um, I love Tom Waits. This was I love New Tom Waits where he's talking like Cookie Monster. I love <laughs> Middle where it's like between this and the Cookie Monster voice. Closing Time is the best. It's yeah. such a good album. Um, I love it. Um, um, the next album, I've talked about this gentleman a lot on this podcast. I understand that a lot of people don't know who this is. Um, his name is Josh Ritter. I think he is the best songwriter that is currently living. Okay. Uh, well, no, Bob Dylan's still alive. This, yeah. The best songwriter that's still like, like that's actively kind of writing working. music, yeah. 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 Um, and the album is uh, "The Beast in Its Tracks," which is um, another breakup album, which I tend to like. I guess um, I think it's great all the way through. If you're sad, listen to it. If you're happy, listen to it. It's once again, like I said about Bob Dylan, where it's like the meanest lyrics in the nicest way. 
he has like such an outlook on he got divorced and wrote this album he has such a good outlook on and positive outlook on like having gotten divorced where it's like this is like a i'm sad but i wish you well album and it's really phenomenal truly i i love it um i understand why somebody wouldn't i don't know if he i don't know i think it's good my last one blue train by john coltrane oh yeah nice i i like jazz sometimes and this is i mean any basic white boy's favorite jazz album (laughs) uh i think it's really great um blue train is so good um I can't really say more about it, but it's good. What were you the most surprised about on my list? Hmm. I would have said let it be, except fairly recently that came up and you like, and I learned that. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like all of them kind of work with what I know about PJ. It's just some of them I didn't really know of before. Yeah, mine for you, the Electronica album. Oh yeah, I was shocked. That album's fucking great. I need to really. I'll have to give it a listen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that has been episode one hundred. Oh wait, no, sorry. We still have some things. Well, let's get to maybe our final segment. Is this our final segment? Uh, I reckon so. Okay, let's get to our final segment. Uh, We apparently PJ procured some messages from some former guests of ours. Uh, for us to hear. Some of our guests, uh, in fact, a majority of them refused to send us a message. Mm-hmm. Um, I we, think we asked. One of them I learned had blocked my number. Uh, I won't give names for, on this, but I think you, you all can guess who. One of them had apparently blocked my number, so I got, I got told that by a friend of a friend. Um, the other one just texted back, no. Like, nothing else. Just mm-hmm. no. Lowercase, no punctuation. Yeah. Uh, and then... Shelby and Melanie, um, but Shelby just walked, she walked out of the room when I started talking about it and then kind of been scared to bring it back up. Um, and then I heard that Melanie was driving while you did it and she crashed the car. Yeah. I've been in a sling all week. It's been really, yeah, pretty inconvenient for mostly jerking it, but sure. But thankfully we got, I think Paul and Jake, right? Yeah, so, we got Paul and Jake. Yeah. So, and, you know, they're on, they're our most frequent. Oh, and then, yeah. And then, and, uh, yeah. So we have, uh, I think, maybe one or two other guests who just kind of ignored it. They just kind of brushed it off. They were like, oh, really busy this week. Sorry. Yeah. Um, So, but Paul and Jake, most frequent guests, they got it. You know, it's exciting. Yeah. But they, yeah. They came through. They'll probably have some fun well wishes for us. So let's hear those yeah. messages. Hey, Pete and PJ, it's your boy, Paul, and I just wanted to tell you guys congratulations on getting to 100 episodes of the Beach Boys Boys. I didn't even know that the Beach Boys had 100 albums. That's, That's like straight up prolific. I think if Mike Love had his way, they might. That's wild stuff. (laughs) I'm just kidding, you guys. I know you've done episodes about bands that aren't just the Beach Boys. In fact, 
I will never forget when I listened to the Rolling Stones studs and you guys unintentionally, I think, uh, tricked me into believing that the name of their manager was Lug, when in fact that was his middle name. And he apparently has some other first name that everybody else knows him by, but I still think of him Andrew as Oldham. Yeah. Lug. Uh, yeah, anyway, congratulations. I'm glad that this could uh, lead us to starting our own podcast, Fake Bands Real Music, um, the ultimately superior podcast, I think I can say safely. I'm sure everybody agrees. I mean, just look at the reviews. Um, but anyway, you guys do some great work, and I think it's very good, sincerely. If I had one request, it would be to have Jake on more. Because I like when Jake's on. Okay, that's all I've got to say about that. Forrest Gump style, I'm out of here. Bye. All right. Thanks, Paul. What do you mean by Forrest Gump style? No idea. Yeah. Well, I mean. Forrest Gump famously recorded a lot of voicemails, I guess, or something. That was his whole thing, I thought. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, via Paul's request, here's one. From our good friend, Jake Iverson. Hi, Pete and PJ. This is Jake. uh, And I wanted to congratulate you guys on 100 episodes for a few reasons. One is that that is just a tremendous amount of time to dedicate to a show in which one of you actively is hating (laughs) what they're listening to at any given time. Fair. And also because uh, Peter is one of my best friends and I've known him for forever and I was the best man at his wedding, and I don't know what he's doing, like, probably 362 days a year. Like, I hear from him on my birthday and on his birthday, and uh, if we're not together other than that, that dude's a total mystery. So, like, nailing him down for any amount of time is very impressive, much less 100 episodes worth. But... I um I wanted to admit something kind of embarrassing to you guys, and it's that I have, on occasion over the last few years, listened to some of the episodes that I've been on oh, nice. in times when I've needed a pick-me-up, whether I'm very anxious or down or it's just been a tough week or whatever. And uh, that's not out of vanity because I despise the way that I sound, and uh, I think I too. breathe into the yeah, microphone way too much, and it drives me insane. So... It's really just to to get to spend a little more time with you guys because, you know, when we started this show, or when you started this show, we were all kind of in the same place. You two were both in the same town, and I was just a few hours away, and we had a chance to hang out all the time. Anaheim and And North Anaheim. Yeah. Now we don't. You know, things things changed, and they changed very quickly. And first we were all in three different states, and then... COVID happened and we couldn't leave our homes and I just, I found myself treasuring these hours that we could spend together, uh, even if it's just virtually. And I'm so grateful that you've put this together to give me that opportunity to get to spend some time with my friends when I really need to. And I think one of the nicest things that I could say about this podcast is that it drives me completely insane that I didn't think of this first because this should have been my idea. And it's just it's it's uh, it's galling to me to have to see other people living 
the life that I should be. But anyway, it would be a way funnier show. Um, if Jake, if Jake I love you too, both. I love you <laughs> both very dearly, and you're very important to me. And uh, that's even including the fact that PJ has really bad opinions on Nirvana. <laughs> and I can't wait to talk about whatever it is that we're going to talk about next time, unless it's Eric Clapton. <laughs> I will not talk about Eric Clapton. You know what's funny? Aww, I told both thanks, of them Jake. to be mean. <laughs> yeah, they did not listen at all to the the joke suggestion we made, which is both. Uh, well, no, it's mostly just very sweet. <laughs> um, well, that's fantastic. Hopefully, uh, thanks, Jake. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, anyone who isn't these these people and uh, our handful of consistent letter writers. Uh, Cares at all that we're at 100 episodes? Hey, everybody. It's Editor PJ here. We did, in fact, get one more submission after we had recorded this episode. So I'm going to play that real quick. Yo, Peter and PJ. This is Thomas. There's one thing I always wanted to put on my resume. It was being on a ratty-ass podcast talking about good guitar music from the 70s. And you know what? You guys let me kick that bucket. Well worth it. Peace, good luck, and here's to 100 episodes more. Yeah. I Are we ever going to hit 200? I doubt it. I can't we'll imagine. We'll see. Are there even that many bands in the world? Yeah, we're already kind of struggling to come up with a band we really want to you know, yeah. talk about. So It'll be 2030 before we get to 200 yeah. episodes. Yeah. I can tell you that much. So, um, uh, Well, thank you, yeah. fellas. That was that was very kind of you. Yeah. Um, I was waiting for it to get mean on both of them, and it never did. Except for when Thomas said it. I know. Yeah, it's, you know, sometimes it's tough as a self-deprecating person to actually listen to, like, a full, genuine compliment. It's strange. Yeah. Doesn't I might really go kill myself work now. At all. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right. Well, that's, damn, that's been 100 episodes. Uh, it's, I almost am done with my king size hundred grand bar i've been munching on throughout the show although i haven't been eating on mike um i've been turning it off every time i take a bite and then turning it back on to talk see the benefit is i can eat on mike and it not mute it and then i just fix it in post i've never once fixed yours no yeah why why bother um all right we'll be back next week with more pink floyd i gotta imagine and by next week, I mean whenever we put out the next episode. <laughs> yeah, whenever we feel like it, really. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing the damn thing, Pete. Hey, thank you, uh, PJ. Hey, I appreciate you as a co-host. And Jake's right. It should have been Jake. I don't know why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's because yeah. I know how to edit stuff. That's uh, that's oh, why yeah. I got chosen. You had so. all that. It's, you know, I mowed lawns for the money to buy the equipment, but you actually knew what equipment to buy and how to use it. Yeah. So that was really important. Yeah. Which is one thing that I meant to bring up is that I bought both of the people that sent in uh, a message microphones. And so maybe that's why they recorded it. But I did not buy Thomas a microphone. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I told people to just do a voice memo and send that because I'm like, whatever. It'll be good enough. Yeah. But no, no. They, they both used the microphones that I purchased for That's them. That's so sweet. To, they sounded good. It. sounded really good. Well, it's because they were on a lot and they sounded like shit and it was driving me crazy. Yeah, fair, fair. Now I got to get you a microphone next, Pete. Just kidding. You sound great sometimes. Half the time. Sometimes. Yeah, half the time. 
I don't think it's the microphone or the computer as much as the user in this case. I don't, I still am not fully clear on, you know, how to do everything and how to do it well. So you might not, you know, we're only five years in. So why learn? Why learn now? Yeah. All right. Well, that's been God of all things, our hundredth episode of the show. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, we've, we've come a long way and we have a long way to go. So let's keep plugging away at whatever the hell Pink Floyd are going to throw at us next. Well, we'll see you next week where we'll be back to our regular programming uh, and be discussing Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Or something else. Or a surprise. That's true. Yeah. Also, uh, go check out our other podcast with one of the people who actually wrote in, uh, or not wrote in, sent in. Um, it's called Fake Bands Real Music. Yep. Google it. You'll find it. Yep. And uh, email us at beachboys.com. Go rate and review us on iTunes if you want. I mean, it doesn't make a difference because we don't have advertisers or make money, but it makes nope. us feel good to see both the mean and nice reviews. So. We, we do really genuinely want, like, even if you are, like, hesitant about writing in because you're like, oh, you know, they don't care. I know how many listeners we have. I look at the statistics. I know there are more than four. Yeah, PJ's calling you out, guys. Yeah. So just write in and let us know that you're thinking about us. Sure. Or you ate us or something. Um, If you've hate listened to 100 episodes, let us know, because that's impressive. I would love Um, love that person. But, uh, yeah. Take it easy, Pete. Take it easy, PJ. See you on the other side of that hundo, baby. A Beach Boys Boys production.